Have you ever met people or know that people are coming into your lives and just by your own need or your own desire, you have a, a certain expectation of, of who they are or what they're going to be? If you do, and if you have, Michelle's raising her hand, you're not alone because I can say the same thing about myself. And, you know, they said the same thing occurred in the life of Christ. See, before he came into the world, they weren't expecting a Savior as we know him. They were expecting a military leader or a politician, someone who was going to take on the powers of Rome and change the world. But he came into this world in a different way and in a different light. And we ask ourselves, when we look to people and we look to God himself, to ask ourselves the same question that Jesus asked of the people pertaining to John the Baptist. He asked them, what did you go into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? Let us pray. Father God, we come before you and thank you for the time that you have given us to come together today. And Father, I ask that as you be with, that as you enter this house today, that you be with me. Give me words to speak. And Father God, fill our hearts today full of love and full of grace as we seek to understand you more. Empty me and allow me to speak words, Father God, that will be pleasing unto your children. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today's passage of Scripture comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. The Word of God says, Now when Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and proclaim his message in their cities. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who was to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John, what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those with skin diseases are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes. Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal places. What then did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare for you a way before you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we have expectations of people, so you have a, an expectation that I do the same thing every Sunday following the same routine. But, but today I'm all out of my routine. I started praying before I was reading. I started reading before I normally read. Things are just out of order. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow, not in my mind, because I have an expectation of how things are supposed to go. I was not supposed to pray until after I read the passage. That is my routine. But me, just like many other people in this world, I hope, make mistakes. And we have to go back and correct those mistakes. 
correct the way that we see things. So I'm going to start over. I just finished reading the passage, so I'm going to do my prayer in its appropriate place. Father God, again, we thank you for the time that you've given us to come together, and I ask that you be with us, Father God. Send your spirit into this house to move from person to person to heart to heart, to open our eyes and our ears to hear and see your will as it pertains to our lives. Father God, empty me of any desire that I would have to speak my own, but fill me with your spirit that only your words would be spoken. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know what? Jesus was approached here today as he was talking to his disciples with, about other disciples. See, Jesus was, was doing what he normally does. He's out in Galilee. He's teaching, telling everybody about the love of God, teaching them how to live when he is approached by the disciples of John the Baptist. John, as we know, was the forerunner for Jesus Christ. He's the one who came out of the wilderness preaching that the, the Christ child was coming. He's the one who said that, that he who is coming after me, I'm unworthy to even lace his sandals. And something happened in John's life when, when Jesus approached him. Even though they were cousins, and may have even played with one another growing up. There was something that was revealed about Christ that day. Because as John was preaching that, that the one that was coming was unknown to him, he looked up and saw Christ coming for his very own baptism. And John said, this is the one. This is the man. This is the Lamb of God. And when John baptized Jesus, he saw, along with Christ, the heavens open up and the Spirit of God descend upon him. It was John's testimony to the world that tells us about that wonderful act in Christ's life. But John was a powerful man, and he was a man that, that spoke truth whether people liked it or not. That's what prophets do. And sometimes they learn how to, to speak in a manner that, that's a little more loving, but sometimes it just boils over where you know people aren't paying attention, people aren't listening, and they have to say certain things in a way that's not appropriate to, that people would think. And he had that experience with Herod one day. See, Herod had left and went to Rome to visit his brother, and while he was there, had an affair with his sister-in-law and brought his sister-in-law back to the palace to, to marry him. And when John saw that, he called him out on that. And he said, this is not the life that you're supposed to be living. You need to repent of your sins. And called that specific sin out to him. So for his reward, John was taken captive, put in prison, and later on beheaded. While John was in prison, he knew that that death sentence was coming. And you know what he was concerned with? He wasn't concerned with whether or not he was going to get out of that prison. He wasn't concerned whether or not his life was going to continue on in that prison or if he was going to, to face eternity. What he was concerned about was did he complete his mission? Was he right in his assessment? You see, John needed to know was Jesus the Messiah. And you would think that, that after all John had seen, that that answer would be obvious. 
But something happens with us as people, does it not? That, that even though we were presented with the truth over and over again about someone or something, and even though we, we witness miraculous miracles, and, and in that moment we can declare the glory of God, but at some point an uncertainty creeps into our life. And maybe that uncertainty is based on our perception of what it is that, that we expect from that people. In this case, our John's expectation from Jesus. See, many believe that, that John wasn't doubting himself during that moment that, that he needed to ask the question, Jesus, are you really the Messiah? Many believe that, that he had the same thoughts that everyone else in his community did that the Messiah was supposed to come into this world to take over a political reign, that he was supposed to run Rome out of the nation and the Jews would be restored. So he had to know, did I misunderstand? Did I complete the mission? Or was I just wrong altogether? And those are real questions for real people. And Jesus responded to his disciples, and he said, this is what I want you to tell John. You tell him that the blind have received their sight, that the lame walk and those with skin diseases are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news brought to them. Now, I love the way Jesus answered that. He didn't come right out and say, yes, I am the Messiah. Which is probably what they wanted to hear. But let me ask you this. If, if, a, if a man walked up to you today and said that I am the living Son of God, would you believe him? So what Jesus did was this. He knows the condition of the human mind and the human heart. And he knows that no matter how many times he could have stood there and said, yes, I am the Messiah, they probably still would not have believed. So what he did was he told them about the fulfillment of Scripture. You see, when Jesus was talking about the things that, that were, the people were experiencing, he wasn't just talking about his ability to do things. He was talking about the fulfillment of prophecy. See, Isaiah 35, verses 5 through 6 says, Then, then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. And then Isaiah 26, 19 says, But your dead will live. Their bodies will rise and let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning, and the earth will give birth to her dead. And see, what Jesus did was, with that was this. He, could, he didn't say, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you who I am. You have to decide for yourselves. But let me tell you what it is that I've done. I have done all these great and wonderful works. I have fulfilled the prophecy. Now you must decide for yourself. Am I the one that I say that I am? Am I the Messiah, the one that you've been waiting for? Even if I were to tell you, you still have to decide on your own. And that's what Jesus told the disciples to go back and tell John. And I think that we as a people experience that very same thing monthly, if not daily, in our lives. Where we have to stop and ask of God, are you really and truly the one that you say you are? Because in our minds, sometimes we have an image of what it is that we think God should be. 
Well, sometimes we have an image in our mind of what we think God should do or how God should respond to certain things. And we go back to God and we say this. We say, are you really God? Are you really our Lord and Savior? And if you're like me, you'll probably get the same response that Jesus gave the the disciples of John the Baptist. I have done all these great, marvelous, and wonderful works in your life. You tell me if I am who I say I am. Make the decision in whom you shall believe. And it's not just that people question things of God, but people also question the motives and the identity of people as well. And we see that in the life that, that John the Baptist lived and in the question that, that Jesus asked, what did you go out into the wilderness to find? And I think sometimes that, that when we encounter people, we have a certain expectation of, of a role that they're going to fulfill in our lives, whether it be a husband or a wife, a, a, a co-worker, whoever. And oftentimes in life, the reality of, of who that person is isn't who we have in our mind. But the good news is this, is that whether or not the person is who you wanted them to be, they are who God needed them to be in your life at that time. With John the Baptist and this question, what was happening was this. You see, Jesus had a crowd of people around him that he was already teaching. When John's disciples came down and said, Master, John wants to know if this is true about you. And after he answered the question, Jesus immediately turned to the people that he was teaching and he said, Now let me tell you about John the Baptist because what happened, something, is this, that that as soon as the people heard that this great and mighty leader, that this great and mighty prophet himself were having doubts about the identity of Christ, then why should they continue to believe in his teachings? That's a valid fear, I do believe. And Jesus, in all of his authority and all of his wisdom, saw that question arising and addressed it before it got out of hand. What do you see or what do you expect out of the ones that God sent into your life? For John the Baptist, Jesus asked, are you expecting a reed shaken by the wind? Or are you expecting someone dressed in soft clothes? For those of the people that live in royal places. Or did you go out to see a prophet. You see, Jesus was talking about the identity of the prophet himself. And the thing that we need to understand is that in comparison between Jesus and John, you have the deity of Christ, the perfected God in our presence. And then with John the Baptist, you have the humility of a man given his life to service, 
a man who makes mistakes. A man who, who experiences doubt and experiences fear, but in spite of that, still rises up daily to meet the challenge. Still rises up daily to, to face God and say, today you are who you say you are, and I'm going to stand on, and I'm going to believe on, and if there's any doubt, then I will find the proof. You see, what Jesus said, or referenced John the Baptist as being a reed shaken by the wind, and what he's referenced to is this. When we look out into the world and we see the people that God bring into our lives and, and we have an expectation of these people, is our expectation true of who God called them to be? Or is it just an image of what we want them to be? In this particular case, Jesus is saying, are you expecting the reed to be shaken? Reeds in those days grew wild all the time and they were limber and they would blow with the wind. There was nothing uncommon about them. So Jesus was asking of the people, when you went out to meet this man, did you think you were going out to meet a common person or someone who was different? See, each and every one of us have our own personalities, our own abilities, our own traits, and our own purposes in life. And when Jesus asks questions like this of his people, what he's asking people to do is to examine the reality of who people are around you and what gifts they really bring to the table. I can wait all day long for someone to show up at my house and cut my grass and expect it and, and live my life just knowing that it's going to happen. But when the guy that God sends shows up, instead of cutting my grass, gives me a lawnmower and tells me to cut it myself. person that I had the expectation of failed me because my expectation wasn't real. It wasn't grounded in the reality of who God created that person to be. And that's what we have to look at when we look to people around us not to expect them to be gods in our life or to have their lives perfected, but understand that, that just like me and just like you, they fall from grace daily in our need of a Savior. But because they haven't perfected life, it doesn't mean they don't serve a purpose. And if we can step back sometimes, away from our own expectations and away from our own desires, then maybe we can see the gift of what it is that God has brought into our lives through the people we encounter. You see, Jesus said, 
that of all men, there is not one man greater than John the Baptist. And if John can have questions, then I can have questions. But in wisdom, John sought out the answers that provided truth to his life. He cast aside his doubt and sent his disciples to find the truth about the one in whom he believed. And if we do that, that if we do like the disciples who approach Jesus first and know in our hearts and minds by the evidence presented that Christ is Messiah and God is creator, then we can live in peace and harmony with God in this life. And if we take the time to understand why people are in our lives, and not just because we want them to fulfill a purpose in our lives, but look at the fruits of their labor and see the work of God through their actions with our expectations put to the side, then we can live as a community of believers. You see, I think these are the reasons that Christ came into this world. To provide the blood for the sacrifice for the atonement of our sins. To reconcile us back into the right relationship with God so that, that we can know God on a personal and intimate level. And so that we as a people can live in harmony with one another. So let me ask you, when you went into the wilderness to find your expectations, did you find what you were looking for? Or did you find what God blessed you with? Let us pray. Father God, we close the service today and thank you for this time that you've given us to come together. And Father, as we move out into the world, help us to constantly call on you, to rely on you, not just in your name alone, but, but on the, the, the acts that you perform in our lives as we see Scripture fulfilled daily through the things that you do. And help us, Father God, to, to look to one another, not with expectations that, that are unrealistic, but, but with the knowledge of who we are as individuals and what we all bring to the table, that we live in harmony as you work to bring about your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen.